0: All right, so this is a little different this morning. I don't think that uh, I I, want to get into some teaching because I I really, um, we were on a bike ride and just um, cruising down the road. And whether you can or not, I can talk to God on a motorcycle. But um, we're just riding down the road and it was just let God be God, and uh, so I've been pondering just, I mean, and this is how you get a lot of your teachings, and a lot of my sermons is God just speaks something, and causes me to meditate on it, and think about it, and um, the Holy Spirit will recall scripture, and Debbie and I took a few days and we uh, just got away and we didn't unattach shame on us we just have a problem with that I think it's a control issue y'all pray for us more so for her than me but um I know I have a problem. The ones you have to worry about is the ones that don't think they have a problem. She got quiet, didn't she? She denied the problem of control. I (laughs) don't. Sean. I don't want to get everybody involved in this, baby. I want you to feel loved. I don't want you to think that everybody's picking. But the, the, biggest, the biggest issue that we have getting rid of our problem is first accepting the issue that we have a problem. But anyway, we got away and we couldn't let go and we're riding down the road and that is, Aaron to tell you, I, when I'm going down the road, that is when I'm thinking about everything going on in my life and if it's a work day, I'm thinking about everything that's involved with work and that's when I start making phone calls hey, did you do, hey, did this get done, hey, have you heard, hey, will you talk, hey, will you do, and that's the biggest portion of my day, I think David, David rode around with me one day, and he looked at me and said, well, I don't know how you do that, but it's phone call after phone call after phone and I'm talking about every job, and I know what's going on with every job, and it, if I don't get it out of my head, I feel like sometimes my head's going to explode, so I've got to get it out, um, but we rode down, and Debbie has said this on a couple of different occasions. And uh, the way she, it's not that she'd done it sternly this time, and it's not that she repeated it that caused me to get or caused my attention to be brought into the cab of the truck instead of flying around. But she said, I don't want us to ever get to a point to where our priority becomes our life and not the life that God's given us. And guys, it's, do you understand how often you prioritize your life and God is line two and three? Sometimes God don't make it to the page. And that's dangerous for, for us as Christian people and for us as believers. And this morning, I'm not going to scream at you and I'm not going to yell at you. I want to teach you. Because if, if we are not careful, our lives will consume his glory. Does that make sense to you? And can I tell you that you have nothing that has been given to you except that it was given to you by God. And I'm talking everything. And you need to hear me this morning. If Do me a favor. I don't, I don't want you looking at your phones this morning. I don't want you checking your Facebooks and your text messages. And, and your appointments can wait. I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just telling you this morning. That, that God is coming back for a people and those people that he grabs will be without spot or wrinkle. I don't know necessarily that God's going to be picking us up out of a mud puddle when he comes back. I think he's going to be picking up those that have glorified his name. Those that, that, those that will place him in the top order of everything in their life. He said that he'll have no other gods before him. He's a jealous God. He's God and God all by himself. He needs nobody, but he desires us. Man, that, that says so much, that he needs nobody, but he desires us. Yes. Do you know that he, man, there's so much about what God does for us that we don't give him credit, we don't give him praise, and we don't give him thanks for it. We take so much of our life for granted until we are faced with the end of life. And then we start saying, well, I'm going to walk differently. I'm going to talk differently. I'm going to act differently. I'm going to worry differently. I'm going to have different expectations. And there, There's so much in life that can consume our love that when it's over, we don't have enough to give God, or we give Him the leftovers. Mm-hmm. Is anybody here like me and really? I don't really like leftovers. I was, <laughs> I just, I'd rather have something new, something fresh. I just, I'm, I'm just not a leftover guy. There's some things that I do enjoy, le- like baked spaghetti. I love. Um, leftovers. I love lasagna. I, I really love the lasagna leftover. Um, so it's just there's just some things. I think there's more flavor that gets soaked in, and it just chili's good leftover. Um, but I don't, I don't do a whole lot of. You can't get me yesterday's dinner and put it on my plate today and expect me to go. Oh, thank you. I might eat it, but it's because I don't want to make a sandwich. But um, But she said that, and, and it, it, it made so much sense. And that's, that's when I start recognizing in my life, am I letting God? My personal life. See, I, I can't, I'm not going to preach to you. I'm just going to teach you and how you teach is from wisdom and how you gain wisdom is from experience. So this morning, I just want to teach you. And you don't even have to get in the same boat with me. You don't have to amen me this morning. You don't have to throw a shoe this morning. All I'm asking you to do this morning is just listen. And, and if, you, if you will afford me the time just to teach from my own experience. I can assure you that there will be something in there that you can use and apply to your life. It may not be right now, but it may be something coming. And uh, I just don't want us getting caught off guard. Because I, I feel that we have, we have used our prayer life as a, as a tool of begging, um, as a tool of request. Instead of as a time for communication. And that's unfair to someone that loves you. If the only time you speak to your spouse is when you want or when you need children, if the only time that you love on your mom and your dad is when you want, can I tell you it's unfair? because your parents love you unconditionally your spouse they should love you unconditionally whether whether you've been mean or whether you've been good they should love you unconditionally and not everything that your spouse will do is going to make you happy (laughs) i've got one that's going to talk well never mind i told you you didn't have to amen me or agree or anything right so what I want to do this morning, I just I want to talk on a topic of let God. And if you've got your Bibles, I want you to go to Proverbs chapter three, verse five and six. Y'all okay with this? <laughs> Maybe not that part. They said, "Well, you know what they do is if they know that I'm getting ready to teach or preach, they want to put live, so they need." They need the lights, camera, action thing. This is hey, Tommy. You li- listen to me this morning. Let God, because this would be one of the parts. Tommy gets twisted. boy, if we can't get online, but it's because of His excellence in His work. And uh, but there's just sometimes, and y'all, y'all, will, if you will hear me this morning, I promise you, you're going to take something away. You will take something away. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. This is a simple, simple scripture, and most of you could probably quote it. But trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path trust in the Lord with all your heart I don't know if I want to dissect this first let me do this oh we'll talk about it you know some of the I wrote down, the untrained ways of man is to trust and rely on our own works and ways. And what, this is what I mean by this. The untrained ways of man. This means that, you, that you've not been taught. You see, we, we all were born with a, um, with a bent inner man what I mean is a sinful inner man. You you were born into sin. No fault of your own. You were innocent. Well, how, how could that happen? Being innocent and be born into sin. Sounds unfair, doesn't it? It sounds unjust. But the unfortunate side of the coin is that's how it is. And we not being taught God's word, we will take and we will do things in our lives based on our own understanding. See, I've not I've not been taught in business. I have grown into business and I have been self-taught in business. Not everything I do in business is right. But don't, you know, it makes me mad is sitting in front of a CPA and him telling you you doing something wrong. And I'm going, dude, I'm, I'm beating myself death every hour of the day and you're going to tell me I'm wrong. But the untrained ways of man. If you've not been taught, you will do what you feel is right. Do you know that you can do some things that aren't right so good that it works for you. Doesn't mean you're getting the full benefit, but it means that it works for you. Y'all hearing me? See, we we can love one another how we feel is right. doesn't necessarily mean that we're loving correctly. Most cases, we don't. Because we love based on what you've done for me lately. Yep, we don't love based on what you're going to do to me tomorrow. Yep. This is why I like a communication. We, we were talking about this the other day. To just talking about communication between friends. And I said, look, man, I'm, I'm old. I want to be able just to tell you no and not have to explain myself. If you ask, hey, you want to, Nope. We done this the other day. (laughs) Through a text and I said, nope, not today, I'm exhausted. He goes, oh, this must be one of those answers that we were talking about the (laughs) other day. Yep. Mm -hmm. It should be no hard feelings. I should be able to tell you Yes or no, without having to give you explanation behind. But because of our untrained ways, and, and this, this, uh, this selfish way that we're being taught now, yeah. because the world would have you believe that this is a, a self-sustained life. The, the world would have you believe that this is a, a self-centered, like this is all about you. Even churches have adopted yep. this lie That's right. and have, has adopted this twisted theology. And they make it so much about you that if they don't feel that they're going to make you comfortable with a message, they're not going to give it to you. Or they might try to give you a hidden message and powder coat it for you so that when you leave, you feel good. And they feel good about themselves because they actually said something they were supposed to say, they just done it in the wrong way. Yeah. And, and I've been corrected over, over many years, and people go, well, you shouldn't say it like this, and you can't say it like, and then I get these evil eyes off the front row, and then I get deep breaths from my sister, and you know, you, you, you get these things sometimes, right? And it, and I'm sitting here going, well, that's not how I got it. And I try to give it to you the same way that I got it. And I'm not saying and here again, I'm not saying that's right. Because I've not been trained in public speaking. I've not been trained in seminaries. So I'm not saying how I'm expressing it to you is the right way to. I'm just telling you that the way that I'm expressing it to you now is the way that I received it. And by God, it worked for me. It may not work for you. And, and, and if I have fallen in that error, I'm sorry. I love you and I need you to understand that I love you and I will do everything I can for you to help you through this walk of faith the best way that I can with the knowledge that I do have and the self-sacrifice that I can give. Amen. That's, that's all I can do. And you too should be the same. You should be able to give to one another Selflessly. Without worry, without stress, without strain. Amen. You need to learn to let God. Amen. And we have problems with that. Even as Christian people, you're the tightest Christian in the world that you know with God still has issues of letting God. Yep. Because there, there are some things in life, do you know there are some things in life that you can't control? Everybody but me. Did you know that? There's just some things in life you can't control. There are some answers in life that you'll never have. There There are events that will take place in your life that you can't stop. There are actions of people that you can't persuade. And the problem with that is without us being trained and acknowledging God in all of our ways, that's what it's talking about too. It's not just thank you God and That's, it's acknowledging God in all your ways. That means I have to look at it through a godly perspective. I have to, I have to approach it with a, with a godly posture. With that being said, how many of us double check our attitude before we speak? Some of us, (laughs) I said I was teaching you. I said I wanted to teach you this morning. I didn't want to preach to you. But some of us have a double check and we ignore it. How's that working for us? This morning I'm using us. That's right. <laughs> but there, there are so many things in life that you and I have no control over. Doesn't it make you feel confident now? <laughs> Don't you feel just like you've got it? Trust the Lord with all your heart. Do you have any doubts that God loves you? So you you know for certain that God loved you so much that he sent his only begotten son to die for you, that he would become your sin, that he he would be the propitiation of your sin. I'll use a church word on you. That he would take your place, that he would become your sin, that you would become his righteousness. That's how much he loves you. Now, if you know that someone loves you that much, why is it so complicated to trust him? Why is it so complicated to say, you know what, God? I'm going to trust you. I'm going to use wisdom in this. I'm going to talk to you about this. I'll look, I'll seek some godly counsel. I'll, I'll try some advice. I will apply it and I'm going to trust you. Let me tell you how much he loves you. He, he, put, he put this seasoning in your soup and the seasoning was called grace. Now listen, this, I'm going to have to tell you like Paul told you, this is a little preach. But it's not where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Should we go on sinning? Well, surely not. So I'm not giving you an open door here. I'm just telling you that when we take what we know to be true, which comes from this book, when we take what we know that is true, And we apply it to purpose and we place our hands to the plow and we begin moving in what we've learned. Whether we do it correctly or incorrectly, God's grace will cover you. But pastor, I'm just, listen to me. Because even what we have learned, how many of you know that there are, there are theologians out there way smarter than you and I. I can I can say I know that for a fact. There's probably some setting in here. But the problem is I take what I have learned the best that I could learn and I apply it. And I trust God in it. Knowing that God I might be making the wrong step here, the wrong timing, the wrong way, the wrong reaction but I know this is what what I've gathered from your word, and I just trust. I'm not going at it with an arrogant attitude, whether it's right or whether it's wrong. God's going to cover me anyway. I'm going at it because I've had some season in my soup. But what happens to us in our untrained ways is we get to the point to where we start believing and feeling as though we should be in control. If it's broke at work, I'm going to fix it. Fix it all. No, no, baby. Every day I fix it all. There's no problem for me. I fix it. Our, our, our relationship's not, not on the mark. <laughs> I'm going to fix it. Because remember I, I said that there's some things that we can't persuade. I can't, I can't persuade her to change how she treats me. All I can do is love her. Trust the truth. In order to love, in order to be loved, we must first love. If you want friends, be friendly, right? If if we are loving, we love selflessly. That means no matter, no matter how she's acting toward me, I have to love her. So I can't persuade her. And even though she doesn't change, based on the knowledge and the training I've had from the truth, I have no authority to be any different. Yeah. That's good. What if God would have based his love for us the way that we base our love for one another? Yeah. I think before he got to the post, he would have said, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he loved us and, you know, my mom was asking me, the other day, she, it was way too early. We're riding down the road, and mom hits me with a, one, of the, one of these questions. She, my mom my sister, they up early, and they're beating Jesus down before I even get to him. He's tired a lot of times by the time I get there, but here mom is. I mean, it's like, I don't know, it's early. And I'm riding down, and mom says, I need to ask you a question. I'm like, I thought it was about the other stuff, I don't forgot the question now. On on why on why if God knows where we are, why does the Bible say He chases us? No, if, he, he, if He chases if the, the ah, talking about the sheep, one, yeah. talking about the sheep leaving the ninety nine and going and getting the one. I mean, my mom, I'm going. Where do you come up with this, <laughs> mom? It's too early. I can't. And see, and I have to be able to say, Mom, I don't know. And I said, Mom, I don't know. I just know he's willing to leave the rest of them to come and get me. That's what I know. Thank God he was willing to leave y'all to come and get me. Sorry for the time that you had to make it on your own. But we get so involved in fixing everything ourselves when nothing is in our control. Well, how, many of have, how many of you have lived your life thus far trying to fix it? How's it working for you? How many of you live a life full of anxiety? living a life of full of full of disruption, full of heartache, full of because you're always trying to do it. And we've not yet learned to trust him. Well I do trust him, no. If you trusted him, you would do Based on your training from the word of truth and nothing, no one, no thing could ever turn you from doing exactly as we were told. See, I say I love you. If I ever tell you I love you, take it to the bank. Cash the check. Don't come to me and say, I love you, Pastor, and then go talk about me. That's not love. Mm-hmm. Maybe get in the closet and pray to my Heavenly Father that my Heavenly Father would persuade me. That my heavenly father would remove scales from my eyes. That my heavenly father would enlighten me. Mm -hmm. That I might come to know the truth. Because see, I'm not perfect either. I'm going to miss it every day. One thing I've learned in life, I would much rather miss it than not attempt. This is why I'm going to do this probably, maybe it might be, till the day I die. I don't know. It's not that I don't ask him, God, can I quit? <laughs> See, y'all don't like that, do you? <laughs> but I have to get permission from him, not from you. Debbie several times I, I just I want to quit I'm done I'm tired I don't want to do it no more she goes what daddy said I mean not, no fight no argument what they say never mind I don't even want to talk to you no more <laughs> see what seems right to us may not be right at all what seems good to us may not be good at all What seems to be fair and just may not be at all. If we were to live based off of our own understanding, a lot of us would be in a world of hurt. And I wonder how many of us are in a world of hurt. Because we live based off of our own understanding. Tommy, don't let my scripture go down. Pull it back up there. I'm not done dissecting. And lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways. See, this is where we get, this is where we get lost sometimes because we have him as Lo, not Lord. Yeah. Or we have him as duh. Not Lord. We pick and choose where he rules in our ways. I didn't ask. I told you all this morning you didn't have to amen. I want you to hear. But how many of us do this? We, We find places where we want him. And then we've got the no trespassing sign over here. We've got employee only here. We've got exit only here. You know? We we try to find everything within our power to close doors off so that God doesn't come in and change something. But, Pastor, it's going to be painful. I know it is, baby girl. It's going to be rough. But the good part about it is, I've got the potter, the potter. Do you know that the potter makes his own clay? See, I can't have you over here making my clay if I'm going to put it together. Because if you make the clay, you're going to make the clay based on how you put it together. But if I'm putting it together, that clay ain't going to last. And it says whatever pieces are broken, it throws them in the corner, Right? And then they do it all over again. Please hear me. God loves you so much that he's willing to put your life together if you will let him. Some of you, I mean, you're, you're scattered everywhere in your life. I mean, you're You are pulling out of this bucket. You're going over here and pulling it out from underneath this counter. If you wow, I love how Jesus just gives me this. I've got this crazy deal in my head, man. He just gives me snapshots and stuff. I just seen Debbie's pot cabinet. Not 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 the weed. Boy, you do you know how many people took they said go to Pastor's house, get weed. Pots and pans, that cabinet, how many of you got one? You got a cabinet that you keep your pots and pans in? How many of you can reach in, and don't, don't lie to me, be honest right now, because you're going to make her upset if you, if you lie to me, because she's going to know if you lie. How many of you can just reach in and just grab the pan that you want without just doing anything else? Sean, you ain't got but one pan in your house, shut up. Sean tried to raise his hand. Got one pan in his kitchen. And he said, I can get the exact pan because you use it for everything. <laughs> but that's, that's how we are in our life. Man, we have to filter through. Oh, it's no, th- not this saucepan, not this frying pan. Oh, I need that lid. But no, it's got to be with this pan and that, that hand. Nope, that's not. And that's not. And then we finally get it all together. We've been in that cabinet. And we've made all the noise that we can make right when Daddy's watching a movie. (laughs) Right at the climax of the movie. And I can't miss it because it's going to tell the whole story. (laughs) And then she comes out with one pan and one lid and I go. But if I go to that cabinet and look in it, it looks the same way it did before she got in it. Oh, everything's stacked together. Ain't nothing stacked. (laughs) Leaning stuff, kicked in, shut the door. Y'all know that's why they put them little clasp on there when the thing goes (laughs) click and it holds the door. It's to keep the pots and pans falling out on the floor. (laughs) Oh, Your life. (laughs) Does it sound like your life? You're having to pull from here and there, and you're trying to bring all the pieces together just so you can make one meal, just so that you can have one day of rest, one day without anxiety, one day without issue, one day without a problem, one day without a headache, one day, and we pull. We're pulling this piece and that piece. Our life is so scattered. And if we were to organize our life based on the truth, we probably wouldn't have to search through the house to find this sock to go with that sock but we have a tendency to pull everything from life this piece has got to fit this piece and that piece and God says seek me first He said, if if you'll run after me and if you'll seek me first, all of these other things, y'all know what things mean? Things. (laughs) All these other things will be added to you. But because I am so twisted in my understanding, my own understanding, and I lean not to him and i i don't acknowledge him in all of my ways. my life is scattered, and all of these things that i'm that i 'm hoping and wanting. To be a part of my life because that's what we've been taught and that's what's been modeled before us. See, we have to have the nicest of the nice. We have to have the better of the better. Okay, so y'all don't. I got it. Nobody wants better for you. I got it. You're content, right? I get it. You don't want to know why I'm not so content sometimes? It's because I know there's much more from him. Amen. Now, I'm, okay, let me, I'm going to jump out your spiritual basket and put you into a, got to make sure I would give the proper word. I'm going to jump out and put you in the carnal basket. Everybody wants better for themselves. There's something in your life that you wish was better. It doesn't have to be, I wish I had better money, a better job, a better house, a better car. It could be a a better relationship, a better body. We all want something. Let me ask you a question. From what pieces are you pulling from? Do you not understand that the, the more I strive to make money, the less it felt I had. And the more I strive for money when we first got married, you can believe it or not, whatever, the more I strive for money was so that she would love me more. Sorry, I was a man. I know some of us don't. Some of us don't want that. (laughs) We don't want our wives to love us more. We want them to go away. (laughs) But that's why I worked. See, that was one of my things. And why did I do it in such a manner? Because that's what I was taught. Daddy worked. See, my love for her Was through the work. See how I'm pulling from pieces? Do you know that it caused me almost a marriage? Well, it did cost a marriage. Who am I lying? Because she became the meanest woman. Gosh, she was hateful. But I would pull from pieces that the world had to offer so that I could gain something that if I was to apply what I had known, what I had been trained by in the truth, I would have figured out that love doesn't come from this. Love comes from this. And I didn't know. She just wanted more time with me. The vacation, my kids running around in Nike and whatever Jordans and what what for what? So they could grow out of them in a week? Now I'm not it's not bad that I wanted for my family. I wanted for my family. I still want for my family. But I have learned over years, and I'm learning even more so now. Trust in the Lord with all my heart. Lean not into my own understanding. But trust Him. If it don't work out, it don't work out. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop trying. I'm going to continue to try but see, I have to acknowledge him. That means I need to go to him. Daddy. This is what come across her. This is what come across our lap. This is what, this is what I'm thinking about. Is this something that's possible? Do I need to chase it or do I need to run? And then I apply. Cause you got, do you know you got to go to God unbiased? You better not go to him biased. You can't. Daddy, this is what I want, and this is how I want it, and I know this is... You, You better go to him unbiased and open yourself up for him to tell you no. Open yourself up for him to tell you come correct. Open yourself up for him to redirect your path or your thought process. We have to be unbiased when we go to Him. What causes a lot of our issue in life, our burdens and our anxiety and our cares in life is just from that scripture because we don't trust Him enough. We don't acknowledge Him and we lean into our own understanding. Can you see where this could just make your life disarrayed? Go to 1 Peter, verse 5, or chapter 5, verse 7. Now I'm going to try, I, I, I showed you kind of how a, a mess of a life that you have and that I have because we're reaching for everything except from who we should reach from. Now watch this, 1 Peter 5, 7. This is from the Amplified. Casting all your cares. Watch this. All your anxieties. All your worries. And all of your concerns. Once and for all. On him. For he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. How many of you have cares in your life? Now, I'm not, now we tried, I use the Amplify because it gives us some definition of cares. How many of you have cares for life? How many of you have worries in your life? How many of you have anxieties in your life? And the Bible is telling us to cast out, I do, but I don't. I would, but he won't. And it's not just the cares that if you set your mind to, that you can take care of i'm not talking about the things that because see some of us have cares on our weight we've been I'm a, i'll am blast us it's kind of funny because we actually on the same wavelength right? we're just dude <laughs> he said i think this is about what you were talking about you're sick and tired or you're 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 desperate enough to change yeah you're miserable enough yeah. See, these are cares in our life that if we would just change certain eating habits, that we could change how we feel. Right? These aren't these aren't the cares. These aren't the anxieties, and these aren't the worries that I'm talking about. I'm talking about okay, gain weight. I can look. So now it's a medical illness, and no matter what I eat and how I eat, I gain weight. I can look at it and gain weight, and it's actually a medical diagnosed. Problem, you with me? So now that becomes a worry and a care. But your other part is just laziness. It's no care, right? We saw that. man put that burger. I know, right? That burger. <laughs> she said, "Just eat half of it." Look, don't put, you put food on my plate, I'm eating it. I ain't eating half of nothing. If I don't like it, I ain't eating none of it. But so I'm not, I'm not talking about these cares. I'm not talking about the cares that it, it would just change a little bit of your habit that would fix that care. I'm, not talk, I'm talking about the cares that you have no control over. The worries that you have no control over. The anxieties that come because of an issue that you have no control. My mom's got a big anxiety because it comes from a burden. And it's the burden for lost souls. And it's hard. They have to tell her that I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. And quote her from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 24. And then she goes, okay. It's just not the way it works. There's some things that you can't control. Now, it's okay to have that burden. It's okay to walk with that burden. But not to the point to where it wears on you with anxiety and worries. So I'm talking about the things that you can't control. Maybe it's your workplace or your home life. Maybe it's a burden you carry for the lost maybe it's an illness these are the cares that peter is saying you need to cast these on the lord you need to give them to god you see many of us carry burdens and weights in life that we can't change and many of us carry questions that we cannot answer some of us struggle with not having the answers see i struggle with that i I don't like somebody to ask me a question I don't have an answer for. That that bothers me. I've got a problem. It's called a control issue. I'm just telling you. Others struggle with not understanding everything. Have you ever sat down and and read, even the Bible, and read and go, man, I just don't understand. And it bothers you? Sometimes it gets under my skin. I've caught myself at church several times going through something to go, that it just doesn't sound right. And I want to look at the Aramaic and the Hebrew and and I can't read none of them. But I'm wanting to find out what it really means. I want to understand it. And if I leave not understanding, I'm upset. I want to understand it. I'm, it's just me. It's just me. Whatever it is that you have anxieties over, God is telling us to cast those cares on Him. It's kind of like what it sounds like. What you just done, that kind of sounds what it sounds like to cast your cares on him. Have you ever just taken a deep breath and felt different? I mean, it, it's not because you're tired and it's not because you just ran a marathon or you biked with young kids that smoke you all day. It's <laughs> Y'all better be careful before you go and grab a child and tell them you won't take them on a bicycle ride. You're going to come home feeling like you are old. But just taking maybe it was a long day, maybe it was a maybe it was an intense conversation. And not I'm not talking y'all's intense, because we don't have those. I say what I have to say and it's over. Just, I told you I had a control issue. Now you act like it's a it's a surprise. But maybe it's just it's one of these conversations that you don't want to have and, and, and you have it anyway and, and it's just a... And you feel better. Not like one of the deep breaths that Taylor gives. <laughs> she gives you a deep breath out of disgust. We gonna go get ice cream? No. <sighs> okay we'll go. Go to Proverbs 16 verse 3. I'm 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 closing. I'm almost done. We got another 40 minutes and we'll be out. Look at this. Proverbs 16:3. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Now, just reading that, we think that we commit our works to the Lord. So that almost sounds like work as unto the Lord. Right? It almost sounds like we're committing our work. Whatever we're doing, we're committing it to God. Watch this, this is, this is going to help you. Commit actually means to roll down or to roll away or remove. That's what commit means in the Hebrew. Watch how this comes together. This, this is the picture that you have. When, when, when this scripture is talking about committing your works to the Lord. This is the picture. I'm going to help you understand the word commit. The picture is that of a camel that's fully loaded with a heavy burden. Got the city packed on his back, got all the family's belongings in between the humps, strapped down a heavy burden. And when it's time to unload, the camel kneels. (laughs) And when the camel kneels, it leans to one side. And the load just rolls off. (laughs) The camel didn't do it itself. The camel just submitted to what it knew. the camel just didn't learn that the camel was taught come on you're getting it if we could take all the burdens that we have in life all these heavy anxieties that we carry on a daily and find a way to kneel before God see this takes humility too because you know how have you ever been beside a camel them boys is big and when they when they like take a bite they bite like your whole leg I mean they it's they don't bite like a finger that's their finger But they have to be humble to obey what they've been taught. (laughs) And they lean to one side. They don't begin to shake. They don't go to and fro. They don't try it this way and that way. They lean to one side. When's the last time that you leaned into him? When's the last last time you knelt? I'm not talking, this camel did not free itself up temporarily of the burden. When the camel knelt and the camel leans, the weight's gone. How many of you are carrying the same weight? Because you don't want to do one of, you don't want to kneel, you don't want to submit. You don't want to lean. You want to take it off. Well, I think it's easier. God, I think it would be better that if I'd done it like this first. See, we want to give God direction. How many of you know that God is way more seasoned than we'll ever be? I think he's got enough wisdom that takes care of everything that we've all ever lived. Our forefathers have ever lived. if we could learn to obey what we've been taught by the word of truth, which is unfailing, I know it doesn't feel good. I know it doesn't seem just right, Miss Pat. I know, Michelle, there's questions. But this word... Can I tell you what the Bible says? That the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word will stand forever. Man, they talk about Christianity. They talk about the Bible. And this is still one of the top selling books. This thing has took so much scrutiny So much diagnosis, so much comparisons, and it still stands true. I'm sorry, but keep your philosophy book. I think Solomon and Proverbs has got enough in here for me. We get caught up in trying to unload our burdens by our own strength. Man, if I just, if I work more. If I, if I spend more time, if I do it this way, if I do it that way. And we've not yet considered the way we're being taught. Here we're being shown that if we just kneel before God and rest the burden is removed without us exhausting our strength. If you can't fix it let it go. Or I probably should have so that I would have been like perfect in the sermon. You open with the title, you close with the title. Maybe I should have said if you can't fix it let God That's not nice to say. Debbie said just be a camel. (laughs) But I I think so many of us. We hold on to stuff. We some of us are still walking with baggage that was supposed to have been dropped fourth stop. It's not what God intended for you. God intended for you to be full of joy, peace, love. But see, until you're willing to let go, until you're willing to let God, some of your hardest days might be before you. You thought yesterday was tough? Wait until you get the load of tomorrow that stacks on top of yesterday's problem. Man, some of the best things that I could do and some of the best things that I can teach you is before I close my eyes or after I close my eyes sometime. But I just say, God, you got it. I don't. And I'm going to sleep. Well, that's not a very good prayer. You fall asleep in your night prayers. Don't be telling me. You start out, you go, Oh Jesus, I love you so. And you wake up the next morning and you feel bad and you spend another hour and a half in prayer because you think that you jetted on God. You left him the bill. God wants you burden free. You can't, you can't run this race tired. And wore out from carrying all of your cares. This is a marathon. Trust me, the weight is going to get you if you aren't careful. Learn to kneel and learn to lean. And this song does have a meaning behind it. Learning to lean. Oh, I went back. <laughs> So if I can help you at all this morning. I'm just going to give you one command. Let God. Because you can't. You're not going to change them, Mike. By Facebook by YouTube. You know, maybe you've sat in here this morning, and uh, <laughs> maybe you drug yourself in this morning, under a weight. something you've been living with for years and you've, you've not been able to do it but you've tried but pastor I make the phone call every day I, I've apologized a hundred times listen if they can't forgive you even before you apologize that's on them it's not on you you see parents you can't fix what your kids do when, look when they turn twenty five and they want to act stupid, guess what you can't ain or thirty <laughs> you can't you can't fix it no. you can't go home and I know we do as parents, but you can't go home every day worrying yeah. whether your kid will make it or not make it mm-hmm. you've got This is hard, but you've got to learn to kneel and to lean. Boy, I tell you, boy, if you can get a hold of that this morning, if you can learn to put yourself in a posture of humility and lean on God and let that weight fall in his lap, your life, your life would be a world of difference. But I know some of you are going to hold on anyway because you think I'm almost there. And if I change plan now, God's going to start something different and it's going to take me that. Well, I would much rather live in God's will for the next 10 years than to live outside of his will for one more week. Y'all okay? I didn't even take a power pill this morning. I'm going to take one now just so my breath don't stink. Mm-hmm. Debbie's got this weird thing about her. She, If I open my mouth, she goes, <laughs> <laughs> Here, take this piece of gum. <laughs> I don't want gum. No, you need it. Would you rather me choke you with it or somebody go like this? <laughs> See, you got to be able to love like that. As much as I hate it, sometimes it hurt my feelings one time. I mean, it really hurt my feelings. I'm not going to, it hurt my feelings. She said, here, you need this. I was like, no, I don't. It hurt my feelings. You You want them to love you? Let them love you. Even when it hurts. Tell her, baby girl. Y'all okay? I pray that the Holy Spirit works on you so that you don't leave disappointed. Because I'm, I don't know. I know this helped me so much. I can go home day and I don't have to worry about it no more. I'm not going to walk out of here today worried about whether or not you liked it or you didn't, whether you got it or you didn't. I I, I can't. I got to kneel and lean. And all I can do is just say, Daddy, i done with what I had. The best I could do. Your grace is sufficient. And I have to let it go. Will you stand? But we didn't get praise and worship. And we didn't. <laughs> we went to a church one time where one of the main people, administrators, would stop a whole shoot match. He'd run, "Make sure you put your offering in." <laughs> Because sometimes God will just move and you're done. <laughs> um, so I'll do that for him this morning in a much politer way. If you have tithes and offerings that you want to give, please give before you leave. <laughs> I mean, he would stay. <laughs> we can put the ushers at the back door <laughs> on your way out. I I used to go, why? <laughs> just why? Don't walk out of here, whoever you are, don't walk out of here this morning thinking that what you've been carrying is so far under all the other stuff that you're carrying now that there's no way to get to it. God said, (laughs) even though it missed its stop, he'll redirect it. You just need to dump it. How many of you had, ever had your luggage dropped off here and you over there? It took a couple of days, but they would redirect it to you. That's what God, that's what God just said to somebody. You just, you just worry about kneeling and leaning. I'll make sure that whatever's supposed to come off of you will go to its right stop. You don't have to carry it no more. No more. (laughs) No more.